Okay, good morning, everyone. We're going to start. Thank you for coming. Here are pages for whoever needs. To get past these around. And this week's learning is Leilui Nishmat. Roiza Bat Itamar. Itamar's Ima, whose first Yorzeit is today. Someone very dear and precious to many, many of us. So I have in mind, please, Rosa Bat Itamar. And also in honor of uh, Leah and Elazar Englinov's birthdays that are now. And also my in-laws have done this in memory of Beryl Ben Zev, my mother-in-law's uncle, who was recently in Efter. So a shakoach to all the sponsors and Bezrat Hashem. We'll, we'll keep it going. I'm sorry? Tova Bat Peril. It's an Elui Nishama Refua. Refua Shlema. Okay. And everyone is welcome to, to join in on the sponsorships. It's a wonderful thing. And it's a big schus. Very, very big schus. So we're going to be learning something new today. Something that I'm very excited about. It'll just be for one shear. This is the next topic in this sefer. In this frame that you have, I don't know what the page is, but it's the topic that's right after the last uh, two topics after what we just what we just what we just did. Can you ask to order more books, by the way? You know, yeah, but they're out of. They, they, we've been trying to get this for months, and we can't get them. But I'm going to keep on trying. I'm going to keep on trying. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, I'll keep on trying. Or I want to ask a very basic question to start off this week. And just with, for really, just to start off the, the first moment of learning of this week for a bit fila, like if you saw the 37 second eulogy that the father of this boy Eliyahu that was killed last week, the, the 37 second eulogy that he gave over his, uh, right before his son was buried, he said how all he's feeling right now is the need to emphasize how to let go of what doesn't need to be hold, held on to and to and to just focus on that which needs to be important, our focus on what's important and our view of what's not important should just get clearer and clearer this week. It'd be a week of clarity, of, of spending more time with what's important and not giving, not investing in things that Bemet aren't important. And Bezat Hashem, we should, be, we should have the wisdom to differentiate between the two and it should be very, very clear to us. If I would ask you, what do you think brings a person true, sincere joy? Real, sincere joy, inner joy. What would be some of the things you would say? And many of you are not going to say a lot of what you're thinking because you think it's shallow. Or you think it doesn't sound so deep. There's no right answer here. It's what you think. And the only, the only answer that's wrong is the one you're embarrassed to say. Grandchildren. Hashem, thank you. Grandchildren. Grandchildren. Gr- grandchildren getting engaged. <laughs> Beautiful. What else what else brings amazing simcha? Yeah. So on the day after the time and birthday, just being the simcha. Uh-huh. The work is really well here. And, and I do not have the most joyful years that's right now. Um, but I really try to just tap into that because it was supposed to be the simcha and the Mm-hmm. Thank God it's, that you did that and it's working for you. Baruch Hashem. So, for right now. That's all you have anyway, so you might as well go with it. What else? Um, I think that the, 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 the
feeling successful, feeling accomplished. In what area? Okay, because we're gonna we're gonna get, we're gonna get back to that. So hold on to what you just said, and we're gonna get back to that. Anything else before we go inside? That's like one, sometimes it happens, one harmony is like my, my, melave, uh, my madrich, almost like, and you just, you just, if, if you could hear it, it's just, you keep on going with it, en kmoze, what a skut, asheinu, it should never get old to any of us, it should always feel young and, no, that's the, I'm making you feel bad, it was horrible this Friday night, it wasn't good, it was like, <laughs> Actually, that person wasn't there. That harmony, I couldn't find him, and and you no, know, but people refused to dance. Actually, yeah, <laughs> right. Why should it make you feel better? Right. Well, what we're going to see today is probably going to help us answer um, this question collectively, and it it's a question we've had many times over the years, and that's that. What is the difference between emuna and bitachon? What's the difference between having faith and trust? And are those the correct words to translate the words, what we just used right now, to translate emunah and bitachon, faith and trust. Believing and having trust. And we made a sat, we, we, not we, I, I, can, I can't say we, I've made a salad of the two concepts quite often. And I think that by making and putting each one in their category, it'll help us understand what's the real derech el ha'osher. Like, what, what is this path towards the real simcha, towards the real, the real happiness in life? One that you feel so much part of and feel so connected to. So let's look inside. Yesh emunah ve'yesh bitachon. Two separate things. Emunah inyano. What is emunah? שאדם מאמין שכל מה שנעשה בעולם, בין אמו, בין עם אחרים, בין במדבר, בין בחי, בין בצומח ובין בדומם, הכל עד הפרט הקטן ביותר, הכל בכל, מכל כל, מושגח בהשגחה פרטית. אה, זה מיוחד. What he opens up by saying is that let's first start with defining what, what emunah means. What does emunah mean? Emunah means that every single thing that's done in the world, whether it's something that's done with you, whether you see what other people, things are being done to them, whether it's out in the desert, uh, sorry, he's talking about any human being, chai, like in the animal kingdom, but tzomeach ben badomem, whether it's with any type of object or plant, all of this has hashgacha pratit. Sometimes people learn the Rambam and get confused. Many times. Why? Because when you learn more in Evuchim, so what, what conclusion can you come to? 
I'm sorry? Yeah, it's a, it's not such a simple. Uh, and I I happen to believe like that most people didn't really understand the Rambam because I can't imagine that that's what the Rambam would say. But most people really do say that, that that's what they say. But I would I'd rather just go with Rabbi Nachman and he says do not learn that sefer because of problems like because of problems you'll you'll get to like this because Emuna based on what he said right now is exactly the opposite of coming to that conclusion. Emuna is dafka that every single thing you've ever been through or will ever go through has ashgacha pratis into it. So to really make shalom with that is that I think that we still haven't understood the ashgacha pratis to its core, because I believe the Rambam did believe in ashgacha pratit. It's just we don't understand what he said. Yeah, when you, when you, when you, when you say that, it's like, what, what doesn't fall under ashgacha pratis in this uh, Statement. So that's that's for another sheer in terms of what did we what happened with the, what did we do with the Rambam? But he's saying over here, Emuna is think of every prat that happened to you this morning, every frown, smile, laugh, kvetch, egg fall on the floor, you name it. Hakol was and everything was in hashgacha pratit. And it's not like, oh, I'm sure there's like, somehow we could see how this is connected to God. It was done by God. You're, you're sitting here, wearing what you're wearing next to who you're sitting was also part of it as well. Meaning that it's not a coincidence. It's never a coincidence. Yeah, there's no such thing. Yeah, yeah. And you know that in Hebrew, the letters of in coincidence spell out Rak Me Hashem. Right? Mikre. Yeah, the word mikre, which means coincidence, is actually rak Hashem, whatever. Just a coincidence that it came out to be like that, right? <laughs> this is what emunah is all about. Ulam, bitachon, hu yoter yoter. So now you're saying, but bitachon is something deeper, it's, and it's something that's more inside. As a tomeret, it's a mashu it's not emunah. Emuna is what we just said. Bitachon is another world. What is, what, what is that? Bitachon milashon shani boteach bo yidbarach shmo. Bitachon means that I trust Hashem. Now, what does it mean that I say I trust Hashem? Be'emet. What does that mean? Shehu yidagli v'yinahel et kol tzarki. That He will take care of me and basically conduct yinahel. He will provide everything that I need. Okay, that's the key word. And not everything that I want. Okay, so let's, let's remind ourselves of a very important story that I, I've said many times, but it's probably been a while. And I want you to remember this story because it'll help us understand to differentiate between Emunan and Bitachon. There was a Rebbe, his name was Reberish, from the, from Beryl, from the town of Radoshitz. And he was known as Beryl the Batlan, Beryl the Bum. Why? Based on what he looked like. You know what Reb Zusha looked. You could imagine what the Rebbe Reb Zusha looked like, right? He made the Rebbe Reb Zusha look like a royal, like, like a king, in terms of his poverty. This Beryl had nothing, and they called him Beryl the Bum, Beryl the Batlan. But you know how every chas, or every, he, was, he ended up becoming a big tzaddik, but every tzaddik, they each had like a certain bracha 
or a certain mitzvah that they took on stronger than all other mitzvahs. Not that they neglected the others, but there was always one that they took on just a bit stronger than the rest. Or a certain bracha they said louder than the rest. What's the bracha that Beryl the Batlan took on every single morning and screamed it louder than any other bracha? You could imagine. Baruch atah Hashem alakeinu melech haolam she'asali kol tzarki. And that's the bracha he would say every morning. And after a while, a few of the chavra started laughing in the base medrash. Why? He said they thought he's making a mockery out of the brachas because he's the last person that should be saying that bracha out loud. So they finally, one of them had the chutzpah and said to him, why do you make a mockery out of the brachas that God did for me everything I need? And he said with such tremendous and seriousness, he says, how do you know that this isn't exactly what I need to do what I'm supposed to do in this world? I didn't say, Baruch atah Hashem alakeinu menech haolam shenatan li shehinchil bi et kol retzoni that he gave me everything I want. I say that he provides me and he gives me everything I need. You know, I heard that story. Really changed a lot of things for me. It really put things into perspective. Definitely changed my Birkut HaShachar every morning, you know, when I start off by saying this. So that story jumped out when he says, Bitachon means I trust. I trust that the bag that I'm dealt with right now, right now, is everything that I need to do what I need to do in this world. That's, that, that, that's harder than Emunah. That's harder than Emunah. That's deeper, almost. Ben Begashmius, Ben Beruchmius. Hakol Yenuhal, everything will be orchestrated. Alatzad Hayoter Tov. Everything. My bag, my, the cards, I would doubt. My Inyanim will be orchestrated on the better, in the best way possible. It doesn't mean that I'm certain that it will happen, like, like whatever happens will happen in a specific manner or in a specific way. That's not what it means. And the Rishonim said, you have to lishlol de'azo. That means you, you have to get rid of that thought. You have to get rid of that thought process. Yesh gam ulam en kan makom Bitachon doesn't mean I am certain that it's that the way that things will work out for me will be like this. That's not bitachon. What is that? Gava. Yeah, that's actually very good. That's very good. That is gava. Well, I mean, what else could you call yourself? A person that says, I have bitachon and I'm sure that it's going to work out like this because this is surely the best way that things will work out for me. It means that you're a dictator. It means that you're dictating to Hakadosh Baruch Hu how he should provide his 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 you know his bitachon his, his sustenance for it. It's a, it's a pretty wacky way of looking at things. We say that the machshava um, brings the machshava itself mitziut. Like you know, when your machshavot are, that's where you'll be. So if you have good thoughts or bitachon in those good thoughts, then it's not that I'm demanding anything, but I'm and not expecting either, but I'm praying. That, I, that my, those thoughts will bring me to that good place. Well, this is the thing: is that I'm not supposed to pray that the way that I'm not Hashem, the way that I think things should work out for me. I'm praying that that's what ends up happening. Yes. It's more that tefillah is I'm praying that what you have in store for me 
is becomes my thoughts. That's why, that's the problem with, you know, the famous book that came out like 10 years ago or 12 years ago, The Secret. That's a very, it's a very tricky book because there's a lot of good stuff in there. Did anyone, if you read it? Yes, I read it. was a movie also? No one? You did? You read The Secret, some of you? The secret is basically the, the, what, the beginning of what you were saying, where you imagine the mitziot you want to live in, so much so that you give it so much power, and then you see that you create it. But that could be horrible as well. Like, wouldn't you rather Hashem's dreams for you to happen instead of your dreams for you? You could be limiting Hashem in the, most, in the, in the, in the craziest way. We don't want that, right? So for, fourth line, Ela. Ikar ha'inyan shel bitachon hu halgashat shalva. Ah, another word. Another very, very good word. What's shalva? Serenity. Yehi shalom b'chaylech shalva b'armenotayich. In the palace of Hashem, in the Beis HaMikdash, you walked in there, there was serenity. Hargashat roga. A sense of calmness. שיש מישהו שמסדר ודואג לכל צרכי. That there's someone that's taking care of everything that I need. Do, do, do one of you mind just closing that door, please? Thank you so much. Thank you. This is a very important piece. Again, הרגשת רוגה, a sense of calm. שיש מישהו שמסדר ודואג לכל צרכי. Just feeling that there's someone that always is always there taking care of what I need. Alavai, our children feel that from us. Alavai, that they pass that Masoret on when they raise children and Bechulei. And, and, and even if maybe some of you didn't have that growing up, to plug that into Hashem's role in our lives is the ultimate state of Bitachon. That's a big one. Many people don't really, they don't, Hashem for them has nothing to do with what we just said over here. Do you understand what I'm saying? God has, it's a sad thing, but God does not play any role in the last sentence over here. I'm going to say this again. You think of the concept HaKadosh Baruch and I'm going to say a few words. Shalva, Roga, Bitachon, Doeg Lekol Tzarachim. Some people never, have never been able to find that correlation between the two. And it's not, God forbid, their fault. It's that no one gave them the tools to figure, to, to understand that that's actually what we're busy doing by being from. You know that, right? All the, all the from stuff and everything, that's... No? I, do I look like I'm... I sound like I'm crazy? No. <laughs> we understand. Like, that's like a real thing of Yiddishkeit. That's amazing. Now I want to now I want to challenge that beautiful story. Okay, what would happen if the next day the landlord said you still got nothing? So where does bitachon play a role there? Exactly. Regardless of if it falls into place the way right. Be that's what's very important. 
because sometimes a person can hear a story like that and they're like, I guess it doesn't, I guess he doesn't work for me because that never, that never, that kind of, you know, how it all falls into place, that was never my bag. <coughs> Bitachon is much deeper than that. Bitachon is that it, I don't have any story like that and I still know that this is what I need in this world. That's a high level. That's a very deep level. It's a very pnimi level. But first of all, I give a bracha that everyone has stories like you. That's I'm not trying to chalila tell you don't try to have it. You know, it shouldn't work. Alavai, it should. But bitachon is is that any call I get, whatever it is, the menuhal and somehow that creates within me a sense of shalva and margoa, serenity and calm. Being in a relationship with Hashem could be fulfilled with a. It could be a passionate one, filled with ups and downs and excitements and disappointments, perhaps. But in the bigger picture, it inserts within us an, an oasis of calm. And of that, that, it's all being orchestrated on the better side. And it's all good. Bamet, it's all good, because Hashem is taking care of everything. And sometimes he lets me see how he's taking care of everything. That's what Dveikut is. Mishu sheyodea bidiyuk ma nitzarich. So even he says here, Mishu, and that means someone. I don't want to be careful. We're not talking about a person. We're talking about the concept, Hashem, right? Mishu sheyodea bidiyuk ma nitzarich. Mishu sheyodea bidiyuk ma tovli. Harbe yoter tov me'asher ani yodea ma tovli. There's someone that knows what's best for me way better than what I know and think is what's best for me. Mishu shekol kach oevoti, someone that loves me so much, shedoeg li bechol rega mamash, that's taking care of me at every given moment, kol yemei chayai, all the days of my life. Hen ba'olam hazeh, hen ba'olam haba, lanetzach netzachim, kol azman mamash. Kol inyano lidog, sheyetz li akol beseder. Hashem, whole inyan with, my, with, with me and Hashem is that he's taking care that everything should be good for me. That everything should be good for me. And God doesn't have a hesach hadat. Hesach hadat means Hashem never gets distracted for one second from what we just said right now. Ever. It's amazing. We want to do good for people. Sometimes we get distracted from the people we care about the most, our children. Hashem never gets distracted from this hanhala, uh, from this nihul, uh, from this management. Ever. Never. It's not just that God wants to take care of me. God's not limited. My parents want to take care of me, right? Remember on Rosh Hashanah we were saying the difference between a king and a father is that a king can do anything for you. A father wants to do everything for you and sometimes can't. That's why we say Avinu Malkeinu. Because on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, remember, it's someone that wants to do everything for you and can do everything for you. By a, that's a Kaddish Baruch That's the Ribbono Shel Olam. There's, he's not limited by anything. Anything. Anything he wants, nothing, nothing stops Hashem from like, giving good for us. 
So here we're going to have to put on a real deep thinking cap right now and think like this. Where do we limit what Hashem can, can or wants to do for us? Well then, what, what's the last thing you said? Well then, what happens? So what's what's bitachon? What's bitachon? When I ask that question, what have you done? First of all, obviously, someone that says that you know they have to tzim tzatlit a lot, right? But but where where have we been lately? Where where has our relationship been lately? Is a better question, right? Right. No, you know, Daniela, I'm actually not going to argue with you this time. You know why? Because I'm thinking that a shir like this would be really good on a Friday. Like, I, if I summoned in everyone here on a Friday afternoon, <laughs> <laughs> or like a, <laughs> during a blackout while the while the while the, while the food's on the yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Nimi. What were you saying? Well, you don't think about that as much. That's the kind of easy, oh, of course, I'm just going to tell them things. Don't go out and like, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to go out and 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 like, I'm not going to go I was so mamash. I was nigaltim at me. I mamash got disgusted for myself. I'm like, I can't believe this. Right, but bitachon, bitachon is like this creating this margoa, and that, that margoa, that that serenity, that safe place, is the same place when things are good or things are bad. Like ultimately, this is the ultimate place. And if there's no difference. If I believe the good is... Remember the story I told... Well, once, one, one second, I'm sorry, I say this one. I want to finish a thought. Remember the story I told you many years ago about... There was a... There was a... Nebuch, there was a family here that lived in the Dekel. We were a little bit familiar with them. Then, actually, the parents got divorced. The father then moved to Pitu Maktorit, actually, a while ago. They had a daughter, Nebuch, that she was, she was... She passed away from cancer. I'm sorry, I don't remember the name. It's not even important right now, the name. I mean, it's important, but maybe it's better not to say the name. They had lived in Tkoa. I had a friend that called me right after she died in Tkoa. This person has a bunch of kids, healthy kids, Baruch Hashem. And, but he has this thing with, the, he has this Tainan God. He has this back and forth with like Tainan, why do bad things happen to good people or why does bad happen Bichlal, right? And he said to me, what kind of a God would, would do such a thing, right? Now, you don't ever answer a person like that in that state of mind, ever. Don't ever try to answer, ever. There's no answer, there's nothing. There's just, I love you, I'm sorry. Oh my God, this is horrible. Then maybe a few days later, you could start the conversation. 
I said to him, bro, listen, what kind of a God gave you these healthy children that you have? What a God. So to merit, when we say what kind of a God, it's like God works for us. Remember what Racheli Frankel said before her son was found at the Kotel? She said the deepest line in the world. There were all these kids. She went to the Kotel with the other two mothers. They were davening. Do you remember this, Esther? What a line she said. She said, Yeladim tiskeru, Hashem lo oved etzleno, anachno ovedim etzlo. You know what that means, right? God doesn't work for us. We work for God. So what's the difference? If God works for us, the what I think is good should be the way that God performs in this world. But that's not a Jewish concept. The Jewish concept is we work for Hashem. And as hard and difficult that is for human, to humanly grasp, that is the height of emunah and bitachon. We... How do you, right, how do you, I'm not, this is a deep question, how do you connect to your husband? <laughs> your husband, you guys, you guys look out from your, from your living room window to the place his mother was taken from the world, on the, on the roads here, in Loyuman. And he really does, he really does believe. It's, it's Loyuman. Trust me, I'm in the same boat with you about how he was the production of, of such a tzad. Loyuman. What do you want to say? Right. Right. Now, what's the difference between that and and not being in a lockdown? Right. What's the difference? Because you feel like there's something something other that you could be doing or getting. All the time. There's something else you could be getting. There's something else that could be happening to you. I also, by the way, I had like I, I feel so bad saying this, but so many people suffered. But it was one of the most beautiful times in my life, my family's life. We had what we had. There was nothing else we actually could have had, and we had it. And and Zoom helped. I mean, you know, that was a and we had what we we had what to do with, with Zoom. But I was I was I was trying to find the shear on the parsha. A few weeks ago, and they brought me to one of the shiurim we did during the lockdown. I was like, wow, my brain was so, I don't know what was, like, I felt like I, I it was so clear. I'm like, it's because when you, when you don't go everywhere, and you're just with what you really have, right, then you, you just, you, you think, you act differently, you know, you act. You see what's important. Like we, like we began the shiur with, nachon. There's a certain sense of also, I want to say this, I think it's important, the powerlessness. God has all the power. All of it. Nahum. And when you're in the place where you are powerless, you can't change your mitzvot, even if, let's say, God forbid, you shouldn't be in that mitzvot where you think you can change anything. You know the powerless brings, I felt in my life, in many the situations, the powerless brings you closer to Hashem. So now let's go back to what we were learning the last few weeks. This is good. What's the tola, what's the av melacha? What's the shorish of the midah of that we fight that prevents us from this powerlessness? 
גאווה? יא, אברואן זוגיזנה? Everything. 
על הצד היותר טוב, in the best manner. בכדי להרגיש ביטחון אמיתי, in order to feel this real sense of ביטחון, we have a prerequisite. מוכרח שיקדם לכך אהבה אמיתית. What, what needs to come before this sense of like full trust? Love. Love, he says, comes before the place of giving yourself fully into the tr- to this trust business. Ahava, shemitocha adam noten ne'emanut gmura balev lakadosh baruchu. This love, stemming from this love, comes this complete ne'emanut. What's ne'emanut? Loyalty to akadosh baruchu. In the heart. Completely in the heart. Loyalty to Hashem. Ne'emanut gmura. שאדם מרגיש באמת הקדוש ברוך הוא כביכול עומד לידו לשרתו לכל צורך ממש. This amazing sense of loyalty that a person feels that Hashem is right next to them giving them whatever they need. Again, not ratzon, but צורך. We can't emphasize this enough. Not what you want, what you need. Which one? What you want? What you need? It's like the Moda'ani. Shema Yisrael. צריך להבין, עניין הביטחון הוא אינו עניין שכלי. So the concept of ביטחון is not something that you could wrap your head around. אלא מצב של נפש. It's a state of the soul. It's a state of the nefesh. שכל כך מרגישה את הבורא, that simply feels the בורא יתברך. That simply feels the בורא. ומאמינה, and it believes, באהבתו אותה. Can you imagine if we plug this in to our understanding of אמונה? I believe in Hashem means I believe that Hashem loves me. יש בעיה עם זה? סבבה. שאינה דואגת כלל מכוח ביטחונה, because there's such ביטחון, that I really am not worried, I'm not, I'm, I'm not worried, I could be concerned that I'm, you know, that I'm tuned in to how much Hashem gives me what I need, but I'm not worried because everything will be מנוהל, יותר יותר טוב. שבוודאי ובוודאי הוא לא יעזוב אותה, that there's no way Hashem will leave this soul. מי? אלא יהיה צמוד עימה בכל דרך שתלך, but it'll be completely next to it in any way that it goes. Now to tie this into the first question I asked you, רק כאשר יש לאדם ביטחון אמיתי, it's only when a person has this sense of true ביטחון, הוא זוכה לאושר. Remember I said, what do you think really brings you happiness? It's this. This isn't just like a place of I think I'm calm enough now. It's actually, I don't have to be smiling even. It's not even about smiling or dancing. This is, this is, this is like osher. This is real pnima, real deep sense of happiness. Um, this brings osher, roga veshalva. What we're speaking about, this bitachon, brings osher, happiness, roga, calm, and shalva, serenity. What's interesting is that he doesn't say this about emunah. He says this about bitachon. Did you know this then? He doesn't say that emunah brings you to this place. 
But he says that bitachon can bring a person to the place where we're speaking about right now. I'm wondering what the difference is. Lulezot, without this, kol hachayim zeo min sharsheret shelechatsim mikan ulechatsim mikan. Without this mivne, without this structure, life is just a chain of, of stress from here, from there, from this person, from that person. Rak bekoach habitachon be'avat haboret anivra. It's only from the strength that comes from trusting that the creator, creator loves what he created. And God taking care of what I need at every given moment. A person can come to a state of calm in this world. I want to share with you someone that taught me this. Mamash. Faced mamash like a, a real life teaching. Mamash this right now. I knew someone that had better times financially. And it wasn't as good. It wasn't as good. Now, when they had better times financially, I don't remember exactly how much simcha or calm they had. But I knew that they could, they could afford a lot more and they didn't have to care so much because usually finances is what messes this whole parsha up. Let's be, just be honest, okay? Obviously, when it gets deeper, it's when it comes to our children's health. But on the outer layers... It's usually finances that makes me feel like, really, I have everything I need? Mehmet? That's, that's one of the tikkunim in this world. This person, I told, like I said, had more money, then they had much less money. But I noticed that they're not going out to try to make more, even though they could, and it's not because they were lazy. There was a shita going on over here. And I asked them, went out for lunch a few weeks ago in Yerushalayim, and I said, listen, I know that if you wanted right now, Bemet, you could figure out in a second how to make a lot more money and afford a lot more. And the person basically explained to me that it came clear to them that for the sake of their tikkun of the nefesh in this world, they had to see if they could find the margoa, the safe place, the serenity, in a state of having exactly what they need and not what they think they need or what they want. And this person is growing, I, I can't even tell you, where they're growing in their nefesh. Now, again, this is not a person that's choosing poverty, although some, we have stories like that in the Muslim movement or Hasidic tales, the people have taken this to the extreme. Not going there. Talking about a level that I'm sure many of us have had to brush like it, it, it comes into our lives. Now, what's happening to the person that consciously is not choosing to make more money in this situation? What happens to their nefesh? What do they discover? What do they see? It's very similar to what we said we discovered during the lockdown. Right? The basics of what I need, who I am, what kind of calm do I feel in that place as well? And do I see the Ribbon Shalom taking care of me even more now that I'm, I'm, I'm basically seeing this, like, what I need as opposed to what I want more clearer, I can actually be much more calm living like this than living with the hunger for, and actually, and, and accomplishing more and more and more. So before, I saw she had to leave. Uh, she, she got a phone call, she had to leave, but she said something very important in the beginning. What usually brings us happiness, remember what she said? Accomplishment. Now, let's just talk about this for a second. What's an accomplishment based on this shear? What is an accomplishment based on this safer? An accomplishment. 
So it's really the avoda over here. What is an accomplishment based on a shir like this? What do you think? Him being able to live in his consciousness. When? When things do not matter, don't add up at all. Right. Even at if all. even right, not not at all. Right. So this is a good diuk. Because because a tzitkus is when it doesn't add up at all, and I live in that consciousness. And I, I want us to just not force ourselves too much. I want to say even when they don't add up, now add up to who? To what I think in a limited nachon. But then an accomplishment isn't just like, okay, I'm okay with this, it's going to be okay. But it's actually to discover, to like examine your own state of being through a more limited, what you, you know, basically a more condensed lifestyle or whatever, whatever you want to throw into the picture and discover things about yourself. You know what kind of life you live like that? You know where you're like, like the, like the Bnei Machshavah Tovah says, you're basically living life just a notch higher than the rest of the world. When you're living in a state of a relationship with Hashem, of being like, wow, this is so amazing that I feel so much more calm and secure and I have, so, I have much less than what I once had or what I once thought I needed in order to make it in this world. You generally, it's easier for, but I'm trying to say is it's easier for a person to feel the calm with making most more with less than making more with more. Much harder. How many times have we heard stories of people that lost their minds and their lives and their families after winning the lottery? So this happens quite often. First of all, I give us all a bracha to win the lottery and know what to do with it. (laughs) We should be mamash. Very, very wealthy people that know what to do with it. That find the calm of life within it. I don't wish a lot of money on anyone that causes less of a margoa and shalva, chas v'chalila, right? So this bitachon is like, okay, Hashem barach. Right now, Sunday morning, today's what, Gimel? Today's Gimel Kislev, right? Nachon? Yeah. Gimel Kislev, Tavshin Pei Gimel. Just for right now, Beseder, I know that that minus over there is not letting me sleep so good, but I know you're giving me everything I need in order to figure out how to get me out of that. And I know that you also gave me a lot more than what I think I deserve because you think I know what you trust that I could do with that. What I need to do with that in this world. This, this way of looking at life, it happens, this can happen, this, this way of living, this consciousness doesn't only work when people have nothing or have everything. It works in every place that we're at in life that right now, Baruch atah Hashem elokeinu melech haolam sheasali kol tzarki. That's bitachon. That is bitachon. When that bracha becomes, like we say in the Gemara, shagur befi, which means it's like locked and flowing very organically through my, the way I speak and think and believe, then you know the difference between Esav and Yaakov when Pasha Vayishlach, right? Right? I have a lot, I have, or I have everything, right? And when we have that, the en simchak ma simchazot. Now, the, the problem with this shear is that, I, what, where does, what's so, what's so give out about emuna? This is all bitachon, right? 
Now let's go back to the beginning of the first paragraph and you'll see. יש אמונה ויש ביטחון. אמונה עניינו שאדם מאמין שכל מה שנעשה בעולם, בין אמו, בין עם אחרים, בין במדבר, בין בחי, בין בצומח, בין בדומם, הכל עד הפרט הקטן ביותר, הכל, בכל, מכל כל, מושגח בהשגחה פרטית. בנעשה על ידי הקדוש ברוך הוא ממש כביכול. וזהו עניין האמונה. What's אמונה? אמונה isn't that right now what I have is what I need. אמונה is Hashem made this happen. Yeah. Well, I would say like this. אמונה is here and ביטחון, like he says, is exactly. That's what he said. That's what he said. ביטחון הוא עניין פנימי יותר. נכון. Exactly. אמונה is this. It's very good what you say. Emunah is this. This is all hashgacha. But bitachon is an I fit in to the way that I'm plugging to choose to live my life. In here, it's in the inside of it. And it's a much more pnimiyazdika thing. It's much more of an inside thing. But what leads me to this bitachon, which will then bring me back to the emunah, is the emunah that Hashem loves me. The ahava that He spoke about. That's emunah. Believing in Hashem means believe that Hashem loves me. He loves me. He didn't create me so that my life should be cruel and that I shouldn't have a chance to make it. Now we could see that these two concepts throughout our lives, when there's no, when there's no ahava, there's tension between the two. When there's no love, when Hashem's love for me and my love for Hashem isn't part of how I understand these two roles, then there's tension between emunah and bitachon. A lot of tension between the two. You know how often we want to we believe, we want to trust, and we can't? Why? Because what's missing? What's missing? What doesn't allow me to trust Hashem that everything's going to be okay? Because yeah. I don't believe this is love. I don't interpret this as love. I don't interpret my bag as love. And therefore, in our, in our Avodat Hashem, that's why we said like, this is not like an optional thing. He's talking about yesodot, al-gabay yesodot. Feeling calm inside is not something that yechidim, that are born like that, merit in this world. It's the, go- it's the accomplishment. That's what she said before. The accompl- the ac- an accomplished person, an accomplished Jew in this world, feels the margoa, the calm of having invited Hashem so much into your life, into every aspect of your life, to the extent that there's a margoah. It's the result. That is the accomplishment. Listen, what's davening? What's it called? Avodah <clears throat> shebalev. When we're in a state of tefillah, when I don't have to describe it to you, you know what, you know what I'm talking about. When you know that Hashem is one. Is there any, any greater margoah? Is there any greater calmness? Now really, is there anything more happy than that? There's nothing more happy than that. And that's why we know that sometimes we reach places in tefillah where we say, I could be in this forever. Why? Because who doesn't want to be happy forever? Happy and calm forever. Right? So we know that these things exist. Now the avodah is to just rearrange our definition of an accomplished Jew. 
An accomplished Jew is a person that creates the derech towards the margoa through a bitachon and believes that Hashem wants them to have it in this world. The margoa, the calmness of feeling that Hashem is taking care of everything, is not something you feel you're supposed to wait for the next world. Now, it doesn't mean you're also supposed to be lazy. Don't, don't take it the wrong way either. The margoa we're speaking about, this place of serenity, is not like, okay, so that means, let me see if I could just simply stop doing until I reach a state of, you'll never get there. It will never feel calm. We're not programmed like that. It's that my avodah, the rhythm of avodah that I'm in, creates the margoa, and the place that I know brings me the most simcha in the world. That's an accomplished Jew. That's a real accomplished... You know how many authors I know are so not calm at all? Bichlal, not calm at all in this place of Hashem taking care of everything? You know how many accomplished musicians are not accomplished at all based on what we're speaking about? Trust me. Be'emet. You know I know all of them. Right? They're not at all. They're the most tormented souls in the world. Sometimes, once in a while, you meet a few that you're like, "What?" But generally speaking, it's not. They're the most tormented art people in the world. I think the more, the more, the more that their mind and soul are artistic and they're connected to the world of yitzira. So, if they're not actively doing yitzira at the moment, they're not aligned with some some kind of inner fabric of their being the more artistic the person is. It's like a chos sheket. But, but, but what brings the sheket? The creation? That's what we think. You have people like this. But any, in, in any event, I just wanted for us to create for us a definition of the accomplished, accomplished Jew. The accomplished Jew is someone that understands <laughs> bitachon. And to end with what Rav Biederman said, bitachon spells out the letters chen tov. You could have chen, sheker hachen, or you could have chen tov. When a person is plugged into bitachon, you know what they look like? They have a grace, they have a charm. They have some type of an aura about them that when in their presence, you also start to feel calm. And you don't know why, but think about it. There are people when you're in their presence, you yourself just start to feel a bit more relaxed and with more serenity. That's because they have bitachon, which then basically shoots out chen tov to whoever they surround. We each have people like that in our lives. Let's just make it our business to spend more time with them. And may we, and may we be th- that for, for others as well.